Welcome to the Shine On Podcast. I am so excited that you will be inspired and encouraged today by Carla Jackson, the founder of Red Letter Awards. This is a show that brings acknowledgement to Christians in every type of artistry. And I can't wait for you to hear her story from the moment she faced adversity as a child to walking away from Jesus and her return and all the way to a calling that seems insurmountable. But Carla knows that in Jesus, she can accomplish it and she can shine. Carla, welcome. I have one question for you before we get started. From your perspective, what is a big challenge Christian media faces today? I see all these Christian movie people who are putting movies out. And I, and I hear the Christians saying, where are all the movies? But then the Christians don't go out to the movies to promote them, to help them. And I'm, and I'm thinking, what's wrong with you? You would rather go out and promote the world than to go out and promote your brother and sister in Christ. You know, and I've heard it so many times. I've heard it said so many times that when a movie launches and it's a Christian-based, faith-based film, we are the ones who are responsible for making that successful. We need to make it the highest priority to go out and support that film. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And that to me is, is, I think, one of the major problems. Carla, I have to say, you know, we all have had some point in our lives where we've seen an adversity that often brings us into that calling. Will you share with our listeners what your adversity has been? Well, you know, it started with before I was born. My mother died having me. So Satan tried to get me then. And he couldn't. She passed away. I never knew her. So my grandmother raised me. Then again, I accidentally tilt boiling hot water on me at the age of three. Mm. And I had third degree severe burns, skin falling off. Everything you could imagine happened. I remember looking at me, but I wasn't there. I can see me screaming, but I saw Jesus and not me. Mm. Um, people don't realize the pain of that was so horrible that I just, I couldn't handle it. So someone else stepped in to take it. And it wasn't the last time Jesus stepped in. I love that, Carla. Jesus truly carried your burdens but we have to allow him to step in, don't we? And that's what I wanna tell people. I've had major eye surgeries. God told me that I would direct. And I said to Satan, look, Satan, you can't have my eyesight because God says what I'm going to do. You don't have the power to steal it. So when I went to the doctor on the other eye, he said, you're not gonna have your sight. And I said, really? 
And he goes, don't you trust me? I said, no, but I trust my Lord and Savior. And because of him is why I'm here and I will have sight. Thank you very much. Let's get the surgery done. Got out, went back to the doctor the next day. He looked at my eyes and he said, you're not supposed to have sight, but you do. I said, see, my faith wasn't in you. It was in the one who made you. Jesus was the controller, not you. And he already told me what my life is going to be like. And there was no blindness in it. I yes. just love that because so often we turn and put our faith into other things, but you're consistently reinforcing that your faith was in Jesus. The whole time, Jesus yes. uses people to heal us, but your faith was in him. I grew up in the church all of my life. But when I turned 18, I walked away from the church purposely. But the whole difference was I wasn't a stupid person because I knew I had a praying mama. <laughs> and no matter what I got into, I would call her. Hey, mama, I think I want to join Buddha. She goes, okay, baby girl, I got you. You just go right ahead. Two weeks later, I'm like, oh, that bored me. I think I want to join Harry Christian. Okay, baby girl, you just go right ahead. I joined so many groups, was out in and out like a, just like this, running water. The one religion, I want everyone to hear me, that God would not allow me was Scientology. Mm. I went, I was in Hollywood and I was standing in front of the door and they were waving me in. I could not move. I could not physically move. Everyone was walking around me. I couldn't physically move. And then I realized this is the one I can't play with. Mm -hmm. I turned, I walked away and I called mommy. I said, something happened. I was going into Scientology, but I got blocked. <sighs> she said, you know why? Because God didn't want you playing with that. Well, God would send out all kinds of things to help you. You just got to have the heart to receive it. And when I tell people this in my later years, I'm putting together an organization to help Christians, the whole complete family of God, from, from Spanish to German to whatever culture you are. If you worship Yeshua, you worship the right one. And because of that reason is why God has had me stand my ground in California. Because you got to understand we got to take back the ground that Satan is on now. And this is where we need to get busy and be about our father's business. We should be putting all kinds of amazing products up. Movies, music, books, everything. Our life should be on there like their lives is on there. Let them see your light shine. Absolutely. So we can glorify our father in heaven. So Carla, you had a period of time where you were away from the Lord before we get into red letter awards, because this is really the exciting part of this, this story. Um, tell me how you came back to him. I was, I was singing heavy metal. So everyone could get a hit. Yes. I was singing heavy metal. I had blonde, I had a Mohawk. I did the Lollapalooza. I did all my stuff. Yes. I was out there. I was celebrating. I sang songs uh, about the devil, dancing with the devil, devil in me, you name it. I did it. What had happened is I started seeing people dying. Uh, within six months, 
I had lost three friends. And then I went home to see my mama. She goes, you think you're just a singer. God doesn't give full potential just to sing, child. He gives the full attention to you in all categories. You're not a half a child of God. You're a full child of God. When are you going to operate in the fullness? And I, I, I really didn't understand that. I didn't. And then the most horrible thing happened. They called me and told me my mama was dying. Mm. And I went, okay. So I called her and she was in a coma. I said, look, if you want to die before I get there, you do that. But I guarantee you, I'll be there in 36 hours. I'm driving straight through. She woke up and said, I'll be here when you get here. <laughs> she woke right out of the coma. So when I was there, she was there. And I watched her pass. And I got to tell you, it was one of the most beautiful things in the world. This woman of God had such a peace about her when she passed, a smile, a peace that she was going to meet her king, her, her Christ, the one she had loved all of her life. Okay. Then after the funeral, I got mad. Everyone should know I got really mad at God because I couldn't understand why my God would take the only thing in this world that loved me. And so I argued with him. From Oklahoma to Connecticut, I argued. I remember stopping at a gas station and they go, ma'am, come on in, there's a tornado. I was like, are you think I am scared of a tornado? I done lost everything I ever loved in my life. I will whoop that tornado's butt and call it a day. And I got in my car and I'm swearing at God and I'm driving through, tornadoes was going this way, I'm passing everything, went to Connecticut. I was just angry. I was mad because I couldn't understand. Went to work. This pastor comes in. And I looked at him. I refuse to serve you. <laughs> he goes, why? Because I know why you're here. And I ain't playing this game. I refuse to serve you. <laughs> so I switched stations. So did he. He goes, I'm here for a reason. Okay, what you got is I know you mad at God for what had happened, but I'm here to tell you he's sending you a lifeline. Mm -hmm. And my church is going to pray for you until you come to our church. I looked at him and I said, when hell freezes over. <laughs> Every week, this church came into this restaurant and sat in my station. <laughs> And I was like, no, go away. And then I showed up at the church six months later and I tried to get in the back row. She goes, oh no, oh no, Missy, come on up to the front because hell just froze over and I want everyone to see what it looks like. And I looked at him and I go, I'm tired of fighting. I have nothing. I want to get back to what I used to know and used to love more than life itself. And he says, welcome home. Then I started the long, the long journey back. It wasn't an easy journey because I had to give up so many things and things that, uh, things that most people couldn't even imagine. And, but I wanted him. I wanted Jesus. I wanted Yeshua so bad that I didn't care what it took 
to give up. If it was my sight, I didn't care. If it was money, I didn't care. I just needed him that desperately. That's amazing. And that's such a story of God's presence in your life from the time before you were born until the moment you turn back to him. And now you're taking this huge step and you founded the Red Letter Awards. You are recognizing Christians within all kinds of artistic endeavors, whether it's film and television, movies, authors, and just overcomers. Tell me how he placed Red Letter Awards on your heart. So one day I was watching the Stella Awards. And he says, I want you to watch it through my eyes. And I go, why am I crying? Because do you see the rainbow there? And I went, but it's all black. There's no other people. What, what have we done as a faith? We've segregated ourselves. I went, oh, okay, let me take it to another wards. It was all white. Let me take it to another wards. It was all white. And I sat there and I cried took me to another award. It was more about him than it was about Jesus. And he goes, I want an award about me, serving me and me alone. Your name won't be on it. I said, I don't need my name on it. (laughs) I I represent you. Red letter is all I need. And um, he began to show me where we have left off the family. We left out the categories of faith, the biggest thing of all. How can we leave out the prayer warriors? How can we leave out the peacemakers? How do we leave off the spirit of a town? How do we leave off overcomers, ambassadors of Christ? How do we leave off the Bible? And we think we're celebrating Christianity. And I went, whoa, he goes, Sunday at 11 o'clock is the most segregated time of the week. That's because Christians go to their own corners. Blacks over here, or whites over here, Lutherans over here, or Baptists over here, Methodists over here, everyone in their own corners. Let me tell you something, people. God did not come for religion. He came to have a personal relationship with you. Now it's time to come together. And that's what he wants. He wants all of the gifts and talents he's given all of us. Kids, all of us have talents. Every last Christian has a talent. They just hasn't used it yet. And you want to encourage anyone out there to step forward and answer that calling that may be upon their heart. Yes. Yes. Because I think if we, we look to the world to emulate, and we fall every time. Why are we not looking at each other? The greatest, someone asked me, what was the, the greatest person in my life? And they thought it would be, I don't know, some movie star I said it was my mama. She had a fourth grade education. Her husband died and left her with six kids to raise. She didn't mumble, she didn't grumble. She worked and provided for each and every one. I'm so excited for the Red Letter Awards. You, can you tell us a little bit about the categories you have? Yes. So what God wanted was the complete family. And most people, either you do the music and that's it, or you do the movies. But that's really not bringing all of God's family together. So I have authors. 
as you know, <laughs> and uh, what their books tell their story. I also have documentaries, some of the best documentaries. I have TV shows. I also have comedy. We need to laugh. Lord, do we need to oh, learn how yes. to laugh again. Yes. <laughs> we need to just be falling over the chair with laughter. Um, so guests, comedians. Um, then we have, uh, of course, music, but I don't, I call it kingdom music, kingdom worship, mm -hmm. kingdom praise, because that's what it is. Categories of faith. The biggest one, ambassadors of Christ. Think about that. Overcomers, what people have overcome. We need to hear these stories because there's someone else who needs to be influenced by overcoming. Someone asked me, how did I overcome being burned? It wasn't easy. Being a burn survivor is the most difficult thing in the world because it's a physical scar. And everyone can see it. Mm -hmm. And kids make fun of you the torment that they tried. And they tried a lot with me, but here's the one secret that my mom told me. She said to me, beauty will age and become old and fade. But what God has given you is a sexiness. And here's a difference, not sex like we think. Sexiness is confidence in oneself. And that confidence you got in spades. You can be 400 pounds and have confidence. You can be 90 pounds and be confident. You can have no arms or legs. Doesn't matter. It's the confidence that zooms out of you because of Jesus. That's what you got. And never grows old and never fades away. And that comes back to what you said earlier. Exactly. When your mama said to you, your identity is in Christ. It's time to start living it. Yes. And I just love that. Now, so the Red Letter Awards take place. Thousand Oaks, California, September the 18th at 3 p.m. at the Bank of America Performing Arts Center. How exciting. And for those who are listening who don't know why you would have called it the Red Letter Awards. My very first Bible as a kid, when I looked at it, all the words Jesus spoke was in red. And my mama said, learn the red letters first. So you'll get to know him and his word and what he is saying. That's what red letter is. It's him. That's beautiful because, you know, really the Lord is the author and perfecter of our faith. And he is the author of our stories. And Carla, you have an incredible story of adversity that brought you into the place where you could shine the light of Christ into a field that most people would be afraid to even jump in. What would you say to somebody out there who's fearful of the calling on their heart, who is thinking maybe they're just a homeschooling mom and they're afraid to jump into God calling them to continue to shine the light into the lives of their children? Or maybe they've got a calling they're so afraid of that they don't even want to speak. What would you say to them when they hear that calling to encourage them to continue to shine the light of Christ and to jump into his calling? You know, one of the things that I, I, I want to say, it's no matter where you come from, no matter how old you are, if you're not dead, God is still in the business of using you. We always try to find excuses as to why we can't answer that calling. Um, God, I'm too old or God, I'm too young. 
But yes. just as he did Jeremiah, he equips us just as he did Moses, he equips us and we have to be ready to step into that calling. We, we get to a point in life where we think we're too old for God to use. We, we get to a point where we think God can't use us in a mighty way. You are so wrong. You are so wrong. Because I thought that. I'm like, Lord, I just want to go have fun now. And he's like, no, 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 no. You got a lot to talk about. I don't want to talk about this. I want to go have fun. (laughs) 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 Because you can have fun in the midst of. And this is what I want to tell people. When you get to that age, and you know exactly what age that is, you should know this. Spread the news even more. Thank you, Carla, for shining the light of Christ so bright and for reminding us that no matter what call we're answering, no matter what part we fit to in this big body of Christ, we are called to shine the light and to give the gospel, the good news that Jesus came. And because of that, and because of him dying on the cross, we can be saved. All we have to do is recognize that we are sinners and confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord while we believe it in our hearts. I love Carla's story because although she faced so much adversity and pain in her life, in all those spaces in between, she allowed Jesus to carry her, even from a small child. And although she walked away from him for a while, she was ready to return. And when she did, she was ready to hear his voice and answer the call for Red Letter Awards. You got the power to empower 